Welcome back to High School Backos Podcast. My name is Jake, and we are here for episode 71. We're, we're going to have a good one for you today. Obviously, Nick is not here, so as per usual, I am filling in. We're going to start with some baseball news, uh, some generic news. Going to go through baseball, the World uh, Lacrosse Championship, and some soccer news. Austin, why don't you get us started with Domingo Herman's perfect game? Let's I mean, go Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> So I have to. Uh, just want to say, first off, Kyle, do you want to take back anything you said about us uh, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, uh, I have hope again, and I am ready to get demolished. Don't, yeah, I was about to say, October. don't ever, don't ever believe, don't ever have hope. It only crushes well, I, you. <laughs> I have hope. I have hope again, so I am ready to get heartbroken. But that's where I'm at. Some of that hope came in the form of those who don't know. We uh, Domingo Herman, uh, Yankee starting pitcher. He had a perfect game. I believe it was last Wednesday, correct, Kyle? Yeah, it was right after we... <laughs> no, I think it was the same day as the podcast. I think it was last Tuesday. I think we had just finished. Been. I think we had just finished. No, it I, was, I, I, think it was, I think it was Wednesday. But either it way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and he pitched a perfect game. Now, granted, all those haters out there against the A's, who are definitely... Arguably a triple A team, anyways. <laughs> um, but they actually have some real players, and uh, you know they're they're they're. they're I want to say they're a decent team, but I can't justify that. They are honestly going to be probably one of the worst teams in MLB history. So uh, take that as as a grain of salt, I guess, if you wish. Either way, a perfect game is a perfect game, and that's very hard to do. Uh, twenty-seven up, twenty-seven down only happens every you know. Decade. There's only been. 20, uh, 24 in MLB history. Mm, uh, and four of those are the Yankees. So pretty significant there. We had the Yankees had two in the late 90s, 98, 97, uh, or 97, 98. And then um, they had this one, obviously, uh, this year. And then the last one was in 2012. Uh, rest in peace, Felix Hernandez. Um, Did you just say rest in bro. peace? He's not dead. What are you talking about? Bro, what? Most people, now. maybe. Oh, I'm, I was thinking of. You're uh, thinking of. You're thinking of Fernandez. He's alive, like Tupac. Yeah, Felix Mar- Hernandez Mar- is indeed not dead. What? What's yeah. his? First, what's that guy's first name? Aaron Rest Hernandez. No, 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 not no, him. No, 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 no. Oh my lord. Wrong <laughs> sport, Justin. <laughs> well, I, I heard like, Fernandez, I mean, and I thought of Fernandez. He's actually not alive. <laughs> oh God. Hold on, Austin, I got you. Sorry, got you. Nick's Hold not on. here. I Jose. Say controversial. Jose Sorry, Fernandez. We have, we have a checklist Bro. we have on the side of what we have to say for every Jose episode. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Okay, moving on. Thank you, Austin, for telling us about yeah. hist- so, history being anyway, made in New York. <laughs> all of that was awesome, and uh, the Yankees have hope again. Fun fact. Uh, hey, I can't uh, wait till they crush you. No. Hold on. Yep. All we have to do is get to October, and we can beat the Phillies. Fun, oh fun fact: every single time a Yankees pitcher has pitched a perfect game, they went on to win the World Series. Yep. So yeah, we'll see. Also, we'll, we'll see about it. <laughs> also, just so happens that the Phillies record that they reached a couple weeks ago, when they were at that exact point, they also went on to win the World Series in 2008. So it's likely that we have there's history for both odds that we got a Yankees Phillies matchup here. You want to hear one more interesting thing? Go for yeah. it. The last three seasons, some historical thing that every time we've done it as the Yankees, got broken. Uh, we win it. 
yeah, I guess what that happened like the last three seasons where they did something that hadn't been done except when they win the World Series every time, and we've <laughs> failed all three times. So you know. Yeah, this is our chance, Austin. I don't know. I kind of want want the Yankees season to just barely (laughs) miss the playoffs, and the difference would be a game against, like, the Mets or the Red Sox. That'd be great. If it was the Mets that we – I wouldn't – I would – Tolerate a loss to the Red Sox more than I would the Mets. I hate the Mets. Yeah, I need to bring my friend Yo, dude, Frank on here to tank. go nuts on you. She's a big Mets dude. fan. There's a reason I call Mets fans little brother. Okay, bro. There is a I reason. Mean, technically, lately, it's like me little brother using them as a doorstop. Lately, yeah. La- lately, we're both little brothers. So it's I mean, okay, hold on. <laughs> the Mets have paid for the the they have the highest payroll of any sport around the world. What are you paying Gene history. Carlos Stan right now? Uh, way more than he's worth. But yeah. <laughs> the point is, the Mets are way worse than us, and they have a lot higher payroll. And that's they've had, that's the highest payroll in all of history for when it comes to sports teams. And they are oh, like, so you're what, telling me that they're bankrolled? They got more money than the Yankees. Yes, yes, they do. Cohen is spending. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Obviously, that's wonderful. Uh, perfect game is something that you don't see very often. Obviously, there's only been 24 oh. in the history of baseball. In what? Sorry, it's way too late for the Yankees, but 120 over, years? In the, over in the, 30? Yeah. yeah, over that. In the, 13 in the decades? Era, so you get like two a decade. You get two also, a decade. Uh, fun fact, Jake. The the Yankees are paying Giancarlo a hundred. So the contract is one hundred and sixty million, but the Marlins are still paying thirty million of it. Yeah, but how much yep. are they paying him this year? At about one forty six. It's a uh, one sixty divided by five. So oh, okay, one thirty divided by five. I guess so. One thirty divided by five. It's uh, like twenty six or something. 20, yeah, something yeah, like it's that. a lot of money to pay somebody to about one thirty six with like two home runs. So sad part yeah. is we're playing J- Josh Donaldson like. Yeah, to not do anything. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have two Bobby Vanillas on your roster. Um, Moving on. (laughs) He's batting 207, by the way. Take it back. No, he's still batting so bad it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's egregious that you're picking 26. Seven home runs. Take back your answer. I think it's it's always nice when we see groundbreaking groundbreaking moments like these, but also the worst teams get really good records sometimes because Nick Foles threw seven touchdowns in the game, so – Bro, don't even remind me about Nick Foles tying an NFL record. Okay, moving on to the wait, 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 wait. Before we get to lacrosse, I just said I saw this. I saw this thing on TikTok, and someone was trying to argue that Nick Foles's uh, championship is one of the greatest of all time. And I was like, stop it. This is not true. Bro, that team went fourteen and one with Carson Wentz. (laughs) <laughs> Carson like, once deserved that ring. He should not have gotten hurt. Anyway, well, I just have to Carson once played out of his mind, but, like, that team was just stacked. It really, yeah. like, all Nick Foles had to do was not fuck it up. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. He almost did. Just, anyway, move on. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Big Dick Nick is one of my favorite stories of all time, but damn. He only had to do Big like, Dick Nick. Literally, all he had to do was not fuck it up. And, I mean, he played out of his mind. But, okay, let's move on to the World Lacrosse Championship medals. Obviously, the United States got gold because, you know what, we own lacrosse. Screw you, Canada. Um, we're better than you at both of your national sports. Uh, the I don't know about hockey. That's a bold take. The Hanasani <laughs> Nation ended up with third place. Uh, yeah. Australia was in fourth. Somehow Japan was in fifth. I didn't even know they knew Dude. what lacrosse was. Um, and the, apparently the top five automatically qualify for the 2026 World Championship. Yes. All I got to tell you is that lacrosse is on the rise in America, and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. So, 
the the cross world championships for the first time ever were actually displayed on ESPN and ESPN Plus this year. Lacrosse has been growing exponentially ever since the PLL started uh, four years ago now. So it's I as someone who played the sport in middle school, I love that I actually get. Listen, it's something I got a chance to play in, Steve. I know you're Bro, laughing. I played in fun. high school and I didn't get a chance in college, to play. In high but I tore it I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to play in high school. I just sucked at it, so I got to. It's okay. I got to watch it. That's why of, I'm a point backup, of the buddy. point of the story That's is that I'll be teaching Kyle's kids how to play lacrosse. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I'm sure. a backup. I, hey. I just. So I was do you know the name of our podcast? That's why I'm a backup, buddy. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. I, I think it's just Back like I used to play in middle school. <laughs> hey, oh, no, I scored yeah. the game winner once, but, but anyway. For the record, okay. lacrosse is actually wonderful. I fucking love lacrosse. It's so it fun. Is. Lacrosse is so underrated, and I'm happy it's finally mm. getting national attention. Uh, Japan beat England to qualify for that fifth spot, which Please, is um, better. Amazing. I wish they had beaten them on July 4th. Um, that would have been fucking did, hilarious. Um, <laughs> so it's awesome to see that the top five are now in Pool A, which is always the toughest pool to play in um, when it comes to it. The Hodenosi. What country uh, is that? Hodenosani, and it's, an, um, it's a Native it's American a, tribe. Yeah, so it's ah. Iroquois. It's a, a tribe of the Iroquois nation, Justin. Gotcha. And I was so trying to. I was actually reading that. I'm like, what the reference, hell is that? Kyle, you might know this. Yes. Didn't the Iroquois invent lacrosse? They did. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yep. They sure. That's also they in used lacrosse. Was... They used to use it as a mode of war, from what I understand. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a giant open field, and you were allowed to basically kill each other. It's it's very violent. Now let's well, move on to the big. Let's move on to the biggest news of the weekend before we get to soccer. Um, the absolute sense. athletic goat Joey Chestnut mm-hmm. won his 16th title and eighth straight. Um, yep. The two-hour delay 62. fucked him up. He should have gone for 77, but 62 is fine with a two-hour delay. Uh, yep. Absolute athletic goat, better than Tom Brady, better than MJ, <laughs> yes. better than Michael Phelps. Uh, Joey Jake. Chestnut is the peak of athleticism. Do you remember uh, last year, Jake, when Bro, you it's swore a hobby. up and down? No, I'm literally no, 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 making no, a joke right now. Hold on, hold on, Jake. When you what? swore adamantly that professional eating was because not a it's sport. Not. Yes, it is. This guy, Joey Chestnut, has 53 world records. That's one of five. It's not a sport. 55. Sorry, Steve. One of them them is eating 54 cow brain tacos in eight minutes. Yo, that's... I couldn't eat half of a cow. I'm not gonna taco. lie. Anytime I watch that, it makes me. Anytime I watch the hot dog eating competition, it makes me want to yak. But also, it's the greatest Love thing it. ever. Yeah. Just <laughs> looking at the images of him, it makes me want to throw up. Just based on like his face. Steve, the... Hold on a minute. Some of those dudes dip the hot dog buns in Gatorade. That's fucking yeah. disgusting. Yeah. They did. It is Sorry, kind of disgusting. Go ahead. So, ready? Want to hear some fun? So, here's some of his biggest achievements: 76 mm-hmm. hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes, 55 glazed donuts in eight minutes, 53 Taco Bell soft-shell tacos in 10 minutes, Bro. 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes, 102 tamales in 12 minutes, and then just for fun, 25 and a half ice cream sandwiches in six minutes. He you know has- how fucking... You know the bro. brain freezes bro's got to have after 25 <laughs> ice cream sandwiches? He ate a 17 and a half pound pie in eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is All a right. sport, Jacob. Admit it. I, I got to say, sport, bro, I don't give a fuck. 
So anybody Listen. who anyone at home, look up the off-season routine of another uh, of actually just Joey Chestnut, but also another one I know called Randy Santel because specifically he actually trains for four months out of the year to lose all that weight. And how he trains is he'll eat five pounds of quinoa or three whole watermelons to train for these challenges. Bro, it makes then he like, goes and bikes for an entire day. I mean, listen, that's sick. It's wonderful. Still not a sport. Um, yes, sport. It is. The sport. Uh, Andrew, before we get to <laughs> soccer news, there was a trade that just came across the sleeper wire. Uh, the Celtics are a, currently finalizing a three-team deal with the Dallas Mavericks and San Antonio Spurs to send Grant Williams to the Mavericks. The Spurs will mm-hmm. get Reggie Bullock in an unprotected Dallas pick swap in 2030, and the Celtics acquire more second-round picks, so they're apparently just stacking second-round picks. This is like the fourth and, trade they've made to acquire second-round picks. And I'm fine without Grant Williams. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who they're going for then. I mean, I think they're just clearing cap space at this point. Um, they've yeah. been they've been linked to Dame. A lot of Dame rumors with yeah. the Celtics. Yeah, but Dame doesn't want to go to Boston. I but think also, his tone could change if he talks to somebody, including Kevin Garnett yeah. and or Jason Tatum. Um, um, but I mean, I mean, not to be like skeptical or anything of it, but like Dame was on a on his Instagram live, and Tatum and he kept saying like he didn't want to be uh, in Boston, or he didn't want to be there, and then like Tatum was on it, and he said, "We that? get it, we don't want you to be in Boston." Hmm. Sorry, I just had something come up on my and that was weird uh but yeah no i mean i know what dame has said he only wants to be in miami i think his tone will change at some point in the near like next week it might not be to boston but it could go somewhere else i don't think dame new york nick does he, he, does he have fight. a Nobody trade wants to fucking play in new york does nope. he have a trade cost on his contract? no no they can trade him anywhere so like it's not up to him so like if if boston decides to say hey we have the best options for you like why not but yeah. i feel like Miami has the better options of getting up Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero for that. For that. I mean, Which we can go on... into it at a further point. Yeah. No, we'll talk about Ooh. it at some point more in depth once we've analyzed the trade and seeing everything like that. We'll also talk about Dame at some point in the near future, especially after he gets traded. But that did come across the wire, and I wanted to make sure we uh, talked about it. Andrew, go ahead. Give me some soccer news, man. Let's go. All right. So, Gold Cup has been going on. We are now reaching the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals start this weekend. Um, in the quarterfinals, we have Mexico versus Costa Rica, lose. Panama versus Qatar, Guatemala versus Jamaica, and the United States versus Canada again. So, with this all leading up, the United States has been on a firing lately of going completely off. They've won their last two matches with six-plus goals. <laughs> but it's against like Trinidad and Tobago and uh, another small nation team. That really doesn't have that many big star players. But the fact that they're winning 6 nothing with their second team is kind of just proving a point that the United States is coming in to win another championship and bringing home more trophies and gold for the whole team, um, which is good. Um, and then you look at Mexico, who lost one nothing to Qatar, who was invited to this tournament as an outside the United States and conference team. And... They and they're showing up and kind of just like proving a point, like why they were the host nation in the World Cup and why they are a pretty decent team to be uh, skeptical about. And then you have the underdog in Guatemala, 
who's looking to prove a point against Jamaica, who's also a pretty strong team to deal with. And then you have, I think I said Costa Rica and Panama. Yeah, Costa Rica and Panama have had a great rivalry against each other, and those teams will put up a lot of fight. Um, I would take a lot into this going into the final stretch of this of this championship run. Um, this will be the end of the summer matches for the United States for international play on the men's side as we get into then women's soccer for the Women's World Cup. But that will be a different time. Um, and then the other news that I have is that the transfer window for soccer, for club soccer, has opened up. So there's a lot of player movement going on right now. And I will be posting a lot about it on my Twitter, on the High School Backup Soccer Twitter account. So please go follow that. We can, you guys can keep up with any on the information on that. All right, we're gonna move into our debate segments for the week uh, for this week, and we're gonna start with the NHL draft recap, biggest winners and losers. Kyle and I'll be talking about this. Kyle, why don't you start us off with just an NHL draft recap, and then give me some of your winners and losers from the draft. Yeah, so uh, as everyone and their mother predicted, Connor Bedard went first overall to the Chicago Blackhawks. If he didn't, I think that would have broke Twitter uh, because everyone was expecting it. So Connor Bedard went to the Blackhawks. That was obviously expected. What wasn't expected that ended up happening was Leo Carson ended up going second overall to the Ducks. Uh, that was kind of a little out of left field pick. Uh, Leo Carson was projected top five, but not a lot of people thought he would go second overall. So that was a little strange pick. Um, and Adam Fantilli went third overall. He grew up just outside of Columbus, uh, and he grew up watching the Blue Jackets as his favorite team. And now he gets to play for them. He, he got, I know, right? That's imagine growing up an Ohio sports fan. That sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you have to grow up in Ohio, but yeah. oh my lord, keep going, keep going. Um, so my first overall winner is going to be the Blackhawks. Obviously, they drafted generational talent, but it's not just for them. For that reason, I'm giving them as the winner. I'm I'm making them a winner too because of who they drafted at 19th overall. Oliver Moore was someone who could have gone top 15, even top 10, and he slid all the way to 19th. And he's just one. He's one of the fastest centers available in the draft. Um, so a lot of so Chicago was being able to get him there was an absolute win, um, and a lot of people, including myself, are really thinking that uh, Moore and Bedard are now going to be that one-two punch for the Blackhawks. Uh, my loser of the night was the Maple Leafs, drafting at 28th overall. They drafted Easton Cowan, and if you don't know who that is, don't worry. No one knew who that was. He was projected to go in the fourth round. Uh, and ended up going 28th overall. So Maple Leafs decided to... Oh, they pulled a Bill Belichick. <laughs> they did pull a Bill Belichick. He, they went, uh, yeah, he went absolutely right. They went random. Um, I, I'm also, <laughs> it's, I don't know what the Leafs are thinking, dude, but it's okay. Yeah, they um, do whatever they want, dude. Who cares? There's a reason they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. So that's besides the point. Um, my my next winner is going to be the San Jose Sharks. First, they drafted a guy named Will Smith. Yeah, the first Iconic Prince of San Jose, bro. Dude, <laughs> when he was drafted, he his walk up song was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So that's I love absolutely, it. I love absolutely it. iconic. Uh, but they also drafted a guy named Quentin Musty, 
Um, and he is someone that a lot of people uh, are thinking could have gone top 10, and he ended up going bottom 20. Um, so that that was a great steal uh, for, for the Sharks there. Um, the, my next loser is the Arizona Coyotes. God damn it, Kyle. You stole it. What? You stole I it. I did steal it. You Dude, the Coyotes. Mine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I stole we it. You got to start going back and forth with these. <laughs> All right, I, I'm sorry. I thought it was, I forgot you were also it's talking okay, about it's okay. this. Come My on. bad. Come on. I, I'll let you go after this. No, no, you're, um, good. you're good. The Coyotes absolutely had one of the worst drafts I'd ever seen on night one. Um, they drafted Simashev. I don't know who that was coming into the night. That's okay. Uh, but then they also drafted Daniel Butt. Best last name I think I've ever heard. Um, Is it spelled that way? It's just one T. Just one T. Almost. Um, but he... in uh, the NFL, it was Jake Butt. <laughs> yeah, there's Jake yes. Butt. He's tight in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was projected to go in the second round. Too. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. There was he was projected to go uh, in the second round, and he ended up getting drafted in the top twenty. So the Coyotes kind of reached a little bit, um, especially when they had another pick coming up. Go ahead, uh, Jake. No, man, time. you stole my loser. I was like, okay, it's going to be did. the Coyotes. Like They they drafted a no-name at number six. So now I'm just going to troll you and tell you the biggest losers of the Rangers because they drafted a dude I've never heard of and probably will never G- see the light of the dude. NHL. I'm kidding. Gabriel I'm kidding. Per- I'm kidding. Gabriel Perot. Okay, no, I'm you kidding. say that. I'm That's not true. <laughs> Gabriel Perot was a steal. No, I'm, anyway. abs- I'm absolutely fucking uh, honestly, oh. my I think the biggest winners, or at least one of my winners, are the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they are in rebuild mode. They get a center and defenseman. I think are going to be key pieces for that rebuild. They're mm-hmm. starting to come back up, but honestly, they've been gone too long. And Detroit, it, hockey is better when the Detroit Red Wings are good. I don't care what anybody says. Um, biggest losers are probably the Ducks. I mean. Obviously, Leo Carlson's supposed to go top five, but he wasn't projected to go top three, and there's a reason for that. So taking him at two is a little bit of a stretch, and that's really the two I got because you stole my Coyotes thing. Sorry, buddy. It's okay, buddy. Um, it's okay. You, you are absolutely correct that Leo Carlson. There's a reason why I had him not in the top five because I just didn't think any team really needed him. If they if the Ducks wanted a center so bad, they could have you know dropped what? an Adam Fantilli. Like, Let me roll with right the there. biggest winner being the Seattle Kraken. Why? I don't know. It's just the Seattle Kraken. They're always winners. <laughs> not in free agency, unfortunately. But that's the point. Um, <laughs> I, I do have another winner and another loser. So my yeah, go last for it. Go winner. For it. Go for it. Last winner. I have the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, they drafted Zach Benson at 13 when he was projected to be in the top 10. Probably wouldn't have gone 13th overall if the Coyotes actually drafted the way the Coyotes were supposed to. Uh, so <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo can thank Arizona for having a future superstar uh, fall to the, into their lap at 13th. And my last loser is every single hockey fan in the world because there wasn't a single trade and during round one, which oh, is the that's first, so boring. That's boring the first, as shit. The first time since 2007 that no trades happened, happened in the first round. Oh, it's happened a few times, but this is the first time since 2007 Bro, that no it hasn't happened. No wonder nobody watches hockey. It's not ex- draft night. Isn't exciting. <laughs> it normally is. It normally is. <laughs> I was sitting here and I'm like, okay, when is there a trade? Okay, Kyle, but we also just had like a killer like NFL draft where the where the Texans just went, came out of nowhere and just got the second and third pick. Yeah. So see, so you know that feeling that Mind you see you, the where Cardinals teams are definitely going to have two like top ten picks next year because of that trade. Yes, <laughs> yes. But Steve, you know that feeling mm-hmm. that we all had in NFL draft night where teams were suddenly trading a lot. 
That happens yep. every year in hockey, Steve. Literally, well, that happens. Clearly not this it year. Every year in every major draft. Yes. Except yeah. maybe baseball. But, Except maybe baseball. Not baseball. I don't, I can't, I don't trade, can't trade draft picks. That's so stupid. Well, I guess uh, you I've trade never... prospects instead, right? Yeah, the there's a, it's a whole long thing. The MLB draft is really confusing. Uh, there's yeah, like 12 they the, rounds. They also have it in the middle of the fucking season. It makes no sense. Okay, off topic. But, <laughs> Kyle, That's thank you for that segment. Um, thank you You're for recapping welcome. the NHL draft for us. Obviously, one of the more exciting nights for any fan base is draft night. That includes the NHL, includes the NFL, definitely. Um, we are actually, speaking of football, going to move into a college football segment. The Big Ten is making some changes, boys. First and foremost, for those of you who don't know, USC and UCLA have inexplicably agreed to join the Big Ten, so now they're going to be traveling to the Midwest and East Coast to play football games for the next however many years they're in the Big Ten. And to accommodate this, um, the Big Ten said, we need to make some scheduling changes, and they invented what is called Flex Protect Plus. Catchy, Mm. right, guys? Catchy. That's it's gonna be uh, <laughs> fuck no don't say that to me uh, i don't think you understand what that means to me because that's what people said about my high school constantly <laughs> but uh oh wait no f ftp not fpp never mind my bad <laughs> my bad i was, I, heard, I apparently just went through some trauma real quick on stream uh, but actually Jake, gener- this is a support session is everything okay <laughs> Don't it's the bar game. <laughs> oh man! So <laughs> I'm dead. That's funny. Um, I actually generally like this. For uh, for the record, they've done 11 protected matchups that we'll go through in depth in a minute. Um, because the conference is expanding to 16 teams, they're essentially guaranteeing that every team will play twice over a four-year span, and it eliminates divisions entirely. So there's no more Big Ten East and Big Ten West or whatever it was called. I think it was like Legends and something else. I forget. Whatever. Ohio State and Michigan are not going to be the top two teams in the conference anymore and not play each other in a championship game. We will not get Michigan-Purdue ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might. You can't say never not again. Not when Purdue is 7-5. and five. <laughs> Fair, yeah, that's so fair. the schedule is going to work with a nine-game league schedule. They'll play nine interconference games every year. Every team will play each other at least twice over a four-year span, which I said, and it protects matchups. Again, we'll get more on that later. Kyle, generally when it looks like mm. it, what are you thinking about the Big Ten's Flex Protect Plus schedule? FPP. Um, <laughs> He's ecstatic. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so yes and no. I am ecstatic to an extent, but I think I need to actually see it in like fruition. Like uh, on paper, it looks really good. Like I am excited to not have uh, a division. Uh, I've I've always said that uh, the SEC needs to do away with divisions too. No. Um, I, I I think every I think every conference needs to get rid of divisions. To be honest, no. uh, I just don't. I hate it. I think the top two teams should be the top two teams regardless of having a division in your conference. So, um, Jake, stop it. (laughs) Um, So, like, I'm a huge fan of that. The thing that I'm, like, iffy on are these protected matchups. You're iffy on these? I love these. I'm iffy. No, no, because some of them are great. Like, obviously, we'll still get Michigan, Ohio State. We'll get UCLA, USC. But who's really going to tune into a Maryland-Rutgers game? 
Yeah, that's, on. that one doesn't make any fucking sense. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, who's they protected Maryland Rutgers. The, <laughs> who's gonna tune into an Iowa Minnesota game? I'm sorry. I might watch that actually. Those are fun uh, games to watch, dude. Actually, I'm Iowa Minnesota is fun. Not like well, not in recent years because Minnesota's kind of fallen no. off a cliff. But normally, those are very hard hitting football games. I love I love Big Ten football. <laughs> I, I'm excited for like the the um like the, obviously the classic matchups that we'll yeah. still get. Like, like, I'm excited for that. So, a I, list it's of just, the, Sorry, go ahead, Kai. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. I, I'm just iffy on it being, like, actually put together. Because, like, some yeah. of these are weird. And I think you're just about to list them all. So, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'm about to say the 11 protected matchups are, of course, Michigan-Ohio State, which makes more than enough sense. Uh, it's the biggest <laughs> grocer for the Big Ten, including the Big Ten title game. It's even more <laughs> when it's the Big Ten title game, you get Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, you have UCLA and USC, which, again, makes sense. Uh, keep them on the West Coast for at least one game a year, I guess. Um, <laughs> Minnesota and Wisconsin, which is a historic rivalry. You want to preserve that. Okay, I get it. Indiana-Purdue makes very little sense, but I guess there's probably more to that rivalry than I'm thinking about right now. Michigan State and Michigan's a big one. You like having that. Iowa-Minnesota, regardless of what Kyle says, makes a lot of sense. Um Illinois and Northwestern, I get it because they're both in Illinois, but like, because I think Northwestern is in Chicago, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the historic rivalry is there. Um, <laughs> Iowa and Nebraska makes a lot of sense. Maryland and Rutgers don't have a historic rivalry, so I don't understand why they're trying to faux pas it's one the, here. It's it's the two East Coast teams, Jake. Yeah, That's I what know, it is. but like, they're trying <laughs> to fake a rivalry here, and it's not like it's not one. Like Rutgers That's... could Rutgers could give a fuck about Maryland, and Maryland could give a fuck about Rutgers. Um, I feel bad for when Maryland has to travel out to LA and get jet lagged for uh, like uh, also, they will also get their ass kicked. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. or, when, or when UCLA has to travel east though, Justin. Yeah, if UCLA or UCLA or USC has to travel yeah. to Rutgers, that is a cross mm-hmm. the country twice every four years at a minimum. For college um, yeah. students too. Yeah. <laughs> They're already sleep deprived and, and full of just of Adderall and vodka, so we'll see best of luck to them. You got Iowa's constant, which makes a lot of sense, and Illinois Purdue, again, that one kind of historic rivalry. Not like the protected matchups for the most part, I think outside of two of them make a lot of sense. I like them. And then obviously you know what... like go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. I-, I was just gonna say, you know what's really strange about all these protected uh protected matchups? What? There's one big school that's not guaranteed a protected matchup. Hmm. Who are they missing? Penn State. Ah, that's hilarious. Well, <laughs> I didn't even see literally that. one of the biggest teams, especially on the East Coast for the Big Ten. I mean doesn't get a guaranteed matchup. A whiteout at Penn State. How are you not gonna guarantee me a whiteout at Penn State once <laughs> exactly. again? I can't believe I, I can't believe I didn't notice that. Thank you, Kyle. That's nuts. You're welcome. I was staring hey. at it, and I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Rutgers and, and yeah, Maryland Rutgers just make more sense, don't made more sense. You couldn't protect Penn State and Michigan or Penn State and Ohio State. It had to be Maryland and Rutgers. <laughs> it's weird. I, I'm excited to at least see them try this. I, I like. It'll be interesting. I think it will make more sense for USC and UCLA. Yeah. I think it will make a lot more sense because I think they also are doing this with the hopes that they're going to continue expanding. So they want to yeah, have who are this. You, add? Like... you can add anyone in the from the Pac-12 that wants to leave. You can add Oregon, Oregon State. You can even if you don't even want to take teams from the Pac-12, you can add Boise State. You can add Boise Utah. State doesn't belong in the Big Ten, bro. They could though. They don't okay. belong in the Big Ten. No, no, no. Right Oklahoma now, joined the Big you... Ten. 
Oklahoma's going to the SEC. Yeah, so they're Oklahoma not and Texas are going to the SEC. They're not. I could see like oh, I could. I don't think any team Oklahoma that's in the Big Twelve right now. I think Oklahoma would. State would. Oklahoma State would go to the Big Ten. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I could see that. that. But no, but Jake, I could see Boise State becoming one of those iconic Big Ten programs. Like obviously, as it is right now in form. You're telling me you don't think the iconic blue football field wouldn't look badass with the Big Ten Network logo on there? It'd look Come badass, on. but saying they'd be an iconic program of the Big Ten is just it would astronomical be. A- to me. No, it would be. 100% having <laughs> no. Boise State. Dude, that blue field's iconic. Bro, Boise State iconic. hasn't even been relevant for like seven years. <laughs> yeah, but they Run. could be if they get Big Ten funding. Big Ten Do they still play in the fucking WAC? Or is the WAC gone? The WAC's gone. Black's been gone. Uh, yeah, they. The they Western Athletic left. Conference has been gone. Uh, what am I well, saying? no, the wa- the WAC does exist. I've I just don't playing, think it exists it, for football. No, uh, it doesn't exist for football. I've been playing too much NCAA fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> iconic. They uh, play in the Mountain West. They play in the Mountain West. Yeah, right they, now. yeah, they moved to the Mountain West. No, if they're in the Pac-12, moving to the Big Ten makes no sense. But well, they're not in the Pac-12. That's what I'm saying. Like they should be in the Pac-12. Boys- is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Okay. Matter. Sure. That, but I'm saying also, if if the Big Ten's looking to expand, I would look more instead of poaching teams from the Pac-12, poach teams that no, you gotta, you gotta poach teams that can compete right away. Because I even think USC and UCLA Why? are gonna, but because teams struggle when they move conferences, like historically. Yeah, they're gonna struggle. struggle. Exactly, so, they're going to struggle regardless. So why not? Yeah, but and struggling no matter for what Oregon program, is nine and three. Struggling for Boise State in the Big Ten is two and ten, destroying yeah, e- their program. Even <laughs> even if you think, yeah, but UCLA and USC are going to struggle moving to the Big Ten. USC is probably going to go ten and two their first year in conference, losing to Michigan and Ohio State. When is it? It's twenty twenty five, right? Yeah, probably like that. Twenty four, twenty five is. I think it might be next over? year. Yeah, I think it might be next year. I think they tried to do it immediately. <laughs> Uh, UCLA could struggle a little bit more, but I like Chip Kelly, so I think they'd probably go eight and four, nine and three, which is still struggling for both of those programs at this point in their respective timelines. But if you bring in Boise State, they're going from nine and three in the Mountain West to two and ten in the Big Ten. They like, I understand what you're trying to say. I just don't think it'll work the way you think it's going to. I do. Um, Again, thoughts. Generally, I like the fact that, you know, they kept most of the historic matchups. Apparently, they forgot to include Penn State. Um, Big Ten, get your shit together. Uh, mm-hmm. I think UCLA and USC are going to struggle, especially their first couple years. Um, their fit in the conference confuses me because they're out in SoCal and everybody else in the Big Ten is in the Midwest to the Northeast. Um, it's a positive move for them, though. You add USC, who's a national title contender. Um, we won't ever have to see an eight and four Purdue team play Michigan ever again in the final four, in the uh, conference championship game. We will not be deprived of the second Michigan Ohio State game. I'm s- asking how salty I am that we were deprived of Michigan kicking Ohio State's ass for a second time in two weeks. I know. I was so mad. I wanted to see it again. One thing I will say though, I mean, you think. Both both Cal teams will struggle for a couple of years. You think yeah. you might vote to get them back out of the Big Ten, and then they just get pissed off and play teams in the area and demolish them. No, no, they'll uh, keep the, they'll keep the, USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. They'll yeah. keep them, and then you'll see uh you'll see uh Colorado Buffaloes come. come yeah, out you, of yeah, you'll see Deion Sanders oh, yeah. come out of nowhere and RKO everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I want more of the him. Big Ten around. Beats the Pac-12, takes everyone with him. 
Also, otherwise, I think they did a good job maximizing TV value in the protected matchups. Again, except for leaving out Penn State here, which makes really no sense. Thank you again for pointing that out, Kyle. You're um, welcome. <laughs> I think I literally in my notes here have, I mean, who cares about Maryland and Rutgers? Like, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. I would rather watch protect Penn become, State and Maryland, bro. <laughs> watch that become an iconic rivalry. Like, in, like, 10, 15 years, we, we look back on it as, like, what, like some of the greatest college football well, games on Like, ESPN. in five years, both of them become top-ranked teams in the country? Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that happens, I, I will actually laugh my ass off on it. Honestly, I could see that more happening for Maryland than happening for Rutgers. Oh, but... yeah, Maryland, maybe. <laughs> but, again, on the other hand, I like it. I think it's going to be fine in practice. We'll see. But on paper, it looks good. Kyle. Yes. Uh, I think this is your next tweet. <laughs> is it? Oh, no. That, I, I, oh, that I Rutgers could. and Maryland are going to be football powerhouses in 15 years. Yep. Oh, man. In 10 years, Kyle. Five. In, in, They're the next LSU. I'll do it right now. Alabama. I'll do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. They're the next, L- <laughs> They're the next LSU <laughs> Alabama duo. Uh, oh, why, do you do why do you do this? What? What'd you say, Austin? Let's go backups. I'm tagging. Oh, don't you? Uh, of don't course you dare, I'm... bro. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should decide which tweets want to be associated with Kyle. No, no, I'll retweet it. I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. Bad publicity is good publicity. Oh, my Lord. All right, We boys. just have a copy Jeez. and paste disclaimer for Randy and Kyle post something right, like roster crap that was earlier this week. I We are moving on to NBA yeah. free agency. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. winners and losers of the early free agency window. All of us, I believe, are getting in on this. Um, yep. I will start solely, you know, because it goes, mm-hmm. and then we'll go in alphabetical order. Me, Andrew, Austin, Kyle, Steve, Justin, you're in there somewhere in the middle. I don't know anymore. I don't know what el- I don't know what the alphabet is. Um, no, bro, ask me how tired I am. I no. did a, I did a simulated oh, no. I did a simulated writing portion of the essay this morning. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> a simulated portion. It took you four hours. No, it took me six. It, it's a full. Oh, it's like God. it's a full. It's a full exam. I, I, I'll tell you off air. It's a great time. Yeah, it was good. It was fine, but I'm tired. Uh, mm. So yeah, no. I mean, I have a list of all the moves that everybody, every team went through. There are a couple teams that didn't make any moves. That includes the Atlanta Hawks and the Utah Jazz. You've got some teams that made some more questionable, or you know, just lost a lot of players. I would say the Philadelphia 76ers are in that, losing three players that kind of contributed to the basketball team and only bringing in Pat Bev. Um, but when it comes to winners, uh, I'm going to start with one. Honestly, give some credit to what the Houston Rockets did. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of teams in here I think I could shout out, but I think the Houston Rockets did a wonderful job. They haven't lost anybody in free agency because they didn't have any expiring contracts, and if they did, they brought them back. They go and get Fred Van Fleet. They go and get Dylan Brooks, who, as much as we love to shit on Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks is a good basketball player and, for the most part, does what he's supposed to do. I mean, LeBron can shit on anybody in the NBA, and I don't hold that against Dylan Brooks. Um, he shouldn't have poked the bear. There was no reason to do that. But yeah. at the very least, it was entertaining, and I had fun with it. Uh, I think Jock Landell's a decent addition. So is the veteran presence of Jeff Green, who's fresh off a championship, will help the young core grow. I think Fred Van Fleet will do that. He's won a title. He'll help the young core grow. Like... They did, they did pretty well. I think their moves also indicate that they have to trade Kevin Porter Jr., which is something that they probably should have done anyway. He hasn't been what they thought he was going to be. I think I still think KPJ could be a good basketball player in the NBA, but their recent moves have told me that they're going to move off uh, KPJ in the near future. 
but yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. Anybody else? Uh, Andrew. Um, I have to say for a winner, um, the Lakers, uh, resetting Austin Reese that four year max extension, big, big help. They were really scared they were going to lose him. Um, also bring, bringing back Rui Hashimari. Uh, a lot of these guys that they traded for in the midseason before the deadline, um, they brought back on some contracts to try to keep that team and kind of build it with some young spots. So hopefully they can keep LeBron for another season or so. But, you know, LeBron's still up in the air. But, like, they still have Anthony Davis. They're, so they're trying to build a roster to kind of – complement each other and kind of just see where they can go so i really think the la lakers took a win there oh yeah no i agree with you i think they had three of the more underrated moves in free agency uh first bring back austin reeves for what is a fair market for austin reeves i think they're paying him 16 million a year that's probably a little bit under market uh they brought back d'angelo russell they brought in gabe vincent and i think the most underrated move of all of free agency is them bringing in jackson hayes as a big man behind anthony davis they like they killed it. I mean, they lose Dennis Schroeder, who wasn't playing. They replace him with Gabe Vincent. I think I'd rather have Gabe Vincent at this point after what Gabe Vincent just did to everybody, minus the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they lose yeah. Troy Brown Jr., but who cares? Malik Beasley off the bench kind of messes with your uh, lineups a little bit, and Lonnie Walker. But you add Cam Reddish and Torian Prince, and Torian Prince came for next to nothing. So no, they did a great job. You're right, Andrew uh, Austin. Who is one of your bigger winners from NBA free agency? Um. So kind of piggybacking off that, I kind of want to say the Lakers because they did bring back everything that was important to them after going to the Western Conference Finals. But at the same time, they still have not brought in really any shooting. Yeah, they brought in Prince, but everybody else there has always struggled to shoot. I mean, Cam Reddish um, is pretty decent. Like he's not more, great. But they they do a lot bad. more interior defending. They do a lot of defending work, which is good for them. But I, like, I think they're, yeah, I, I agree feel like you. they're trying to make some trade assets. Um, you know, trying to find something to trade in probably midseason. Um, I would not be surprised if somehow some of these uh, players get traded halfway through the season for uh, <laughs> Kyrie uh, going to back going to LA. Would not be surprised. Um, just just putting that out there right now. Um, just, I, think I just no feel like I, I feel like something like that would happen just out of the blue. Somebody would say, you know what, in the in the Lakers organization, you know what, we want Kyrie right now. Let's go get him. Trade away some decent assets that they have right now. I mean, that'd be the dream for them. But Austin, oh, it'd be yeah. the dream. I, I would say for me, it's it's hard to say that they definitely want it. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are a winner, probably, just because they did go and get good stuff. Um, we'll see if Gabe Vincent can survive away from uh, Pat Riley, Eric Schwosa, and the Heat culture, because a lot of the guys that they get undrafted or late like that, like him, tend to do nothing away from the team. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but overall, I think they're gearing up to uh, try to stop Jokic. I think that's why you're seeing the interior defense um, coming in. And then, so, I'd say for now they are a winner. I'd say I'm iffy on the whole Rockets. I think I kind of disagree with you, Jake, on that. I think it, they've just – I mean, you're stockpiling talent, so I guess that's not a bad thing usually, but it's a, some of them are 
not actually the fits you would think they would go for, but I yeah. guess if they're just trying to get some older veterans that can help their young guys, and that makes sense. Yeah, for uh, me, it was about acquiring. Like, they got better is how I looked at it. They haven't lost anybody, yeah. and they added players. Like, they added a lot of uh, talent. That's how I looked at and it. And they had room, obviously, to just spend money. So, they, uh, to me, it was like I would have waited. If I was GM, I would have waited. Go get a veteran that, you know, will help, but don't go out and just spend a bunch of money because you're going to want that money in two years if your guys pan out. Um, that's my thinking is, okay, if the guys you drafted do really well and they're looking like they'll be studs uh, in two years when there's some big free agents that you're going to want or three years, now you can go and pair them and go win a championship. But that's just me. So I think, to me, they're not really a winner or a loser. Um, I think the Celtics were big winners based on the stuff they've done. Um, and then I the biggest loser to me right now, although the trade just come through and I do like it for them, is uh, – the Mavericks were signing Kyrie. I think they had to, but uh, yeah, they're not winning a championship for another six years, in my opinion. Unless they put some some gold somewhere, so I think they're the biggest loser right now. I think that's a big just dramatic. Say, just say they're gonna lose Luca in the next two. Kyle, yeah, I mean nobody. It's been how many years since Kyrie? What? It's been what six years already since Kyrie was in Cleveland? Seven. Yeah. Six. Six. Yeah. Six. I don't think I mean, that's a bit dramatic. Look where he's been I, in six years. I mean, yeah, but I, th- I, 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 I'm only saying it's dramatic right now because I want to see a full year of that Luca Kyrie connection. I mean, I do, like, I, I, don't, I do like them going and getting Graham Williams. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think yeah, they'll be a yeah, loss for them, but I don't know. Austin. I, I think saying, six years is a lot. I think it's a lot. I, but, but, well, okay. So, what do you need to see? How long is Kyrie there for? What another four years? I struggled to say that they're losers. I like the fact that they went out and got Seth Curry, who adds another shooter yep. to that roster. Yeah. I also like the addition of Twight Powell. So, like, I get it. I get why you're like, okay, Kyrie is a locker room cancer. Like, that's, a, that's yeah. an F. Like, I get it. But I wouldn't call them the biggest losers here. I mean, yeah. like, uh, I genuinely – I don't mind the Kyrie signing because it's like you had to trade assets to get him. So, okay. why are you going well, like, to see, let him – like, if they let him walk, I'd be like, yeah, that's an, that's an L. Like, that see, is – yeah. like, so it's like a lose-lose situation. I mean, they bring him back and he's a cancer, or they let him go and he's an L because you had to trade a first-round pick for him anyway. But yeah. that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. You look at the but it's only not over his. They don't. They didn't like bypass his antics. I think we discussed that like when the trade first happened. I said we said like if the Mavs can get past his antics and the fans don't get behind him on his antics and jar- start jarring him up and getting him all riled up about it and make him a whole entire media fiasco i think he he could produce he produced decently down it and after the trade happened he didn't even play the whole time right he he was injured for some of it right right but when he was there he did produce so as long as like i think they bypassed his antics and they keep going on without like having the fans and the media get really involved in that i think you're gonna deal with a Kyrie that who, if he comes back fully healthy, fully restored, and is on a right track mind, we could definitely see something out of the Mavs. But, like you guys said, it, it, he's like a dark horse. You never know what we're going to get. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think that's that's false only for the fact that you know what you're going to get, and that's, yeah, he's going to give you 27. He's probably going to give you six or seven assists when he's there. Um, but the big question is whether he but, wants to play basketball or not, because, like, he could just well, miss it's not even that. When he's there... When he's there, people don't win. Like, he never won with Cleveland until LeBron got there. He left there, came to the Celtics, and the Celtics won in spite of him, not because of him. 
Um, we went to the conference finals, what, twice without him? Yeah, he and was then, injured. And um... both times, so he didn't do anything to get us there. And then the uh, one he did play with us, we lost. And then he goes to Brooklyn, and they get bounced in, what, the first round the by the round. Celtics in a sweep. The first yeah. round by the Celtics. But... And they got, yes, they almost went there. Well, he wasn't, um, but he again, wasn't healthy for the he second round ex- exit with the Bucks. Right, he was hurt. So, yeah. and then goes to you know Dallas, and, then he and decides he doesn't want to play and gets traded to Dallas. Right, and and Dallas before he got traded there was what in playoff contention were they? They not? were like fourth in the conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes there, and they go to the bottom. They didn't know, even make the play in. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, so that I don't think, okay, but I don't think he's the sole reason they lost. Well, Luca was also hurt at some point, right? I was just going to yeah, say, yeah. Luca was out for a big stretch of that run. But they also not, traded away some key asset players that they could have kept. Yeah, so I'm get. not saying that it was strictly him, but the problem is, no matter where he goes, he does not win if it's him. And so unless Luca can carry him, because Durant tried it and he didn't quite be able to carry him, uh, LeBron did it, and then... I mean, um, Luca's gotten to it. No, I, I, was just, I think Luca can do it. two stars surrounding him in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and he still couldn't do it. I don't think I mean, James yeah. Harden counts. I Hold think Kyrie on. was the worst still, of the three. No, James Harden can put up. Can, Kyrie's the worst of the three. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be honest. They know, like, Jake, they know. James Harden's adaptable at least. I'm going to be honest. I, it's going to be tough for me to ever be convinced a team is better with Kyrie Irving or I mean, that's right. fair. at that's least fair. with – That's why or at the very least, to the Lakers. If you, at some point no, this season, he's going to end up in L.A. Also, kind of how I like to look things, it's how you're going to go – Like the goal Steve, of should I consider is, the Mavs as your losers then too? I mean, <laughs> no, because – the thing is, it's it's an L they don't sign him because you gave up assets for him. If you didn't give up assets for him, then it's fine. Let him walk. But they just signed Jalen Brunson. But he's not my loser. So my winner. No, no, I my that's winners. okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, they could have just kept winners, Jalen Brunson, but hey. Like what? So anyway, I'm gonna. So anyway, so going my winners and losers. I have some like. Uh, on the outside may not be a winner loser, but you look into the context of things. So I'm going to put the Grizzlies. I'm going to give them some credit for getting someone like Demarcus of uh, Marcus Smart because you're getting yourself an actual defender. Mm-hmm. He's he's also can score. I mean, we've shown that. I don't. I mean, granted, we force the ball in his hands, but he's also a very good scorer. But at the same time, he won Defensive Player of the Year. That's better than Brooks. Uh, I mean, all I know about Brooks is this playoff series where he kept running his mouth and embarrassed his team but then also i mean i also watch i love watching nba fight highlights and i see this guy all the time so that's not somebody you want on your team that's but, the exact kind of dude i want on my team me and sure. jj reddick bro <laughs> okay anyways uh but then also you get into i mean John Morant, it's the best they can do in this situation for a talented player throwing his life away so now for some another winner. I mean, I got to throw in the Celtics here. I mean, I love the trade the Celtics get to get themselves a very tall center, a very great score. The thing is, we live and die by the three. And if we just make ourselves better at shooting the three, I mean, no matter what, considering, considering just trying to outscore our opponent, we definitely crushed and dominated last year when we were able to. And if we're better at it, we're better at it, you know? We're also losing cast space, moving Grant Williams, um, moving Marcus Smart, trying to free up as much cast space as possible because we're going to pay way too much for Jalen Brown. So I get it. But for losers, 
this one's going to seem kind of surprising, but I kind of am not sold so much on the Lakers only because this playoffs was running through a gassed LeBron James. And Anthony Davis did not show up. When you have a future, when this man was supposed to be your future, LeBron's looking to pass the baton to somebody. I can I don't blame him for wanting to be on a team where he can, if he wants to be great for three games out of a series, uh, that is fantastic because you get great LeBron for three games. Those are three automatic wins. But when you're still having him carry your team, there really is there's not much you can do. You also got smacked around by Denver. I mean, realistically, as long as Denver's still kicking, any move this team does to not be able to counter somebody like Jokic, but then also not exhaust your players, there's not much you can really do. And Golden State is kind of a weird mid. I don't see the Chris Paul trade as much of a win because he's still an older player. You still have your stars are very great scorers historically, but you start getting up in age and there isn't much you can do. I mean, who knows? You throw a complete 180 and you start, you sign or Draymond Green signs his deal Bro, for his player option. That was ridiculous. I mean, Draymond Green. Just, they just gave at him this 40 point, mil, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think if, if you're able to bait him in and sign his player deal and then trade him, that's great. That would that'd be great. Try to develop. Just get some draft picks. Go with that. Draymond Green, I'm sorry, but here's the problem with him. He is starting. So why he got suspended for a game when he stomped on that player who grabbed his ankle? You have to remember, specifically, the NBA said that it was in part of, his, one, he was showboating after, which was stupid. But also, it's because of his history. So now Golden State, Draymond Green definitely isn't the player he used to be. Now that he's showboating more, the NBA is going to have a bigger uh, magnifying glass on him, watching him, everything he does, because now he's built the history of being, quote-unquote, a dirty player at times. So I think it's time to move off of him. I think it's time maybe to start building your future. I think you guys had a great run against the Celtics, even though it broke my heart. But I think now it's time for them maybe to do some resale. Keep Steph Curry. Of course you should. But... Maybe instead of trying to get an old Chris Paul to slap a Band-Aid on a flex tape to hope that will hold everything together with being able to score a lot, no matter what, you're still a smaller, older team, and it's going to be tough going up against Denver or eventually going up against potentially Boston or just a pissed-off Embiid. But... Well, I'm thinking that, what, the Warriors are going with Curry at the, at the point. The probably mm-hmm. run Curry at the two. I was gonna say Curry at the one, Paul at the two, mm-hmm. uh, Thompson at the small forward, Wiggins yep. at the four, and Draymond at the five. Yeah, it's gonna be awful. yeah. No, I yeah. mean I would flip Paul and Curry in that scenario because I don't think it yeah. matters well, like position wise who carries the ball or whatever. But mm-hmm. either way, but like like you got two guys, so you have Thompson yeah. and Curry who still can shoot from outside. But like you're putting small forward Clay Thompson up against some guy who can't defend perimeter and does more interior small forward protection. And so like you've got a guy who's gonna probably score more points that way in a situation. And actually, I've been thinking about this too. What's Milwaukee been up to this offseason? Uh, Milwaukee well? actually had a W uh free agency. They if did. You, uh if you don't like they're one of my winners. I didn't go through all of them. Good. Um I have my mm-hmm. losers, I'll do them after, but 
Milwaukee yep. retained Chris Middleton, retained yep. Brooke Lopez, signed yep, Robin Lopez, re-signed mm-hmm. Jay Crowder, and got Malik Beasley from the Lakers. And all they lost in that was Joe Ingles and Javon Carter. I gave him a B plus. I thought it was a solid offseason. Um, Good. But Kyle, winners, losers. Yes. I'll do my losers just, at the end because I was just going to wait for it anyway. I, I'm going to start with my loser because um, my winner is going to be a fun one to talk about. Uh, oh, God. But my, oh, God. Here we go. My my loser, I, I, I have to give it to the Blazers. Um, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. It's. I like I like their Jeremy Grant signing, but now it's just gonna look like it's a massive overpay when they're tanking for next season. And like, yeah, especially you have to move if they Jeremy don't. Grant <laughs> yeah, they just signed Jeremy Grant. And now they have to move him. Like, I they drafted Scoot, with great move. I love it. It's gonna be a good sign. That's he's gonna be a great play for them. But when you're losing, you sign Jeremy Grant. Now you're gonna end up having to tank because Dame wants out. He was supposed to be your franchise guy forever and ever and ever, and now he wants out. You have Jeremy Grant, which is all they really added to help him. It's not the biggest help in Portland. Like, Blazers fans are down bad right now. <laughs> I, not going to lie, if they go and get Porzingis, I think Dame's not worried about it right now. I think Dame is sitting at home chilling. But, yeah, no, I, mean, I agree with fair, you. But... Um, I've got teams that were worse than them there. Yeah, but, uh... that's fine. But my winner. Yeah. It, it's got to go to the Villanova Knicks. I'm sorry. I mean the, the New York Knicks. My oh, bad. My uh, wow. <laughs> um, In what world? See, see, Dante DiVincenzo is actually a really big signing for the Knicks. Um, so like you guys already mentioned other teams I was going to talk about. So yeah, I don't think yeah, there's that's any. Fair. That's fair. There's no need for me to repeat them. So I'm going to give it to a team that I actually really like their move. Like don't get me wrong, they could have done more, but I like what they did in getting Dante. I am really pissed they traded Obi though. Obi Wan Kenobi no longer on the Knicks. I'm devastated. Oh my lord! I'm not Absolutely even going to entertain devastated. this with a discussion, Justin. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait a second. <laughs> you can go in a second, Justin. But I, I actually really hate that Obi trade. Not because he was my favorite player on the Knicks, but also because they only got two second round picks for him. It <laughs> no, doesn't make Obi sense. Obi trade was dumb. Um, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I didn't see my name on for NBA so I oh, did my not bad. have I might have just assumed that everybody was talking about it. It's okay. I'm no, good. I'm good so to go. So everyone good. everyone is a winner cuz they're tall enough to play basketball. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that is actually fair. <laughs> I'll take it. Bro, that's dumb views. No, um I also I'm surprised that none of you mentioned this. Um the Phoenix Suns have had an absolute W free agency. Yeah. Um Quite literally, I mean, you're sitting at a point where you thought you only had four guys on the roster. They go out and get a good vet in Eric Gordon, who can still shoot. Mm-hmm. They go and get Damian Lee, uh, Keita Bates-Diop, who produced for the Spurs last year. Drew Eubanks, uh, I think Chimete uh, Metu is one of the uh, more underrated signings. Josh Okegi, uh, God, I can't never pronounce his last name right. And then uh, you two want to... Watanabe. God, I can't pronounce these names. Uh, honestly, I think that's really, like, that's solid moves. That's another winner for me personally. Uh, other teams that we have not mentioned that I had in my losers, uh, first and foremost, we talked about the Golden State Warriors. I think it's an L. But yeah. the Toronto Raptors, dude. Uh, 
Sorry, Steve. Um, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about them because um, their offseason makes me want to cry. They re-signed Jacob Pertle, which allowing Fred Van Fleet to leave and re-signing Jacob Pertle doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Jacob. Delano Banton wasn't like uh, – he's a rotational piece, but you still let him go. So you don't have a point guard left on the roster from what I understand, and Delano Banton goes to the Celtics. You signed Dennis Schroeder, who – is Dennis Schroeder. Like, he'll give you some good minutes, I guess. And Jalen McDaniels, who actually could end up being a decent rotational piece. But losing Fred Van Fleet is huge. And I think that, like, I just don't know the direction the Raptors are going in because they continuously tell us that they want to contend, but everything they do tells me that they want to tank. Yes. <laughs> like, at this point, just trade Pascal, keep Scotty Barnes, and tank. It's okay. Scotty Barnes is young enough to go tank. Pascal is not. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, I mean, that's my biggest loser. I think it's the Warriors and the Raptors at this point. I didn't take trades into account when I did this. I was only looking at free agency in general, so I'm glad that some of spanking into some of the trades. Um, yeah. And at this point, we have only two more things left. We've got the NHL free agency winners and losers. This is Justin and Kyle. Justin, I'm sorry. I read your name off the bottom of this one. Um, no worries. I prepared for this one, thankfully. Oh, good, dude. And then we've got a mystery question from Kyle, which I'm kind of worried about. I'm not going to lie. But Kyle, oh. Justin. That's my favorite bad sports take that I've said. Oh, my Lord. Kyle, I've Justin. Had worse. Take, I've had worse, Steve. Take on the NHL. Uh, Justin, do you want to just do every other? Like I didn't do with Jake. <laughs> what like you, you like? You say a winner, I say a winner. Then you say a loser, I say a loser. Stuff like that. Uh, I was just gonna list off the two teams that I'm looking at. That is like winners and well, I've the Bruins being a winner, and then just the, oh. the, Detroit being a loser because oh. everyone everyone is so excited for Lusik. I feel like. Wow, you and I disagree on those two. Really? Anyways, so, I feel so like go... all over Twitter and Facebook, it's like, Lucic returns, Lucic returns. It's Lucic, Lucic by the way. Lucic, Lucic, thank you. Lucic, you're welcome. I am <laughs> looking at all of the free agents, and a lot of the players that the Bruins did have are leaving. Um, the problem with the Red Wings that I had is there is so many one-year contracts in here. Yeah, so... I, I'll, I'm going to start with the Red Wings one, and then I'll debate the Bruins one in a second. So the reason I think the Red Wings pieces are good is because they actually filled a lot of holes on their roster. So okay. while, while, while those one-year contracts are weird and they are an overpay, it's actually good that they overpaid for only one year instead of more because they actually really filled holes in their roster. So I think the Red Wings can now actually compete in the Atlantic division, whereas before they were, they were just floundering out there. Um now, when it comes to the Bruins, Jake, you're I, we don't hear you, Jake. Hold oh, on, you're lucky. On. I was about to roast the <laughs> shit out of you. What lie? What, what you say? I heard you. I saw your mouth moving. Oh I yeah, I you. was like, this is coming from the guy who said the Bruins were the worst roster in the Eastern Conference yesterday. Oh. Yeah, if you haven't seen that yet, go roast Kyle in the Twitter comments. Uh, uh, yep. Sarcasm is sarcasm exists, boys. No, but anyway, it's dead. So, it's dead. <laughs> you killed it. So, okay, I don't know. No. Sometimes we don't know the difference with you, Kyle. So we'll see. <laughs> Fair enough, Steve. Fair enough. So, like, okay. The reason I'm saying the Bruins are actually a loser isn't because of who they signed. They did sign great pieces, but it's becoming – it's more of what they lost. Bergeron still hasn't re-signed with them. David I saw Krejci, that. David Krejci still hasn't re-signed with them. Jeremy Swayman still hasn't re-signed with them. 
And they lost out on Dmitry Orlov and Tyler Bertuzzi, who they brought in to be long-term pieces during the trade deadline. It's just not going... Like, the Bruins, if they're able to re-sign the three people I named, then their season turns into a win. Like, then they move toward the win. As it stands right now, without those key pieces signed, their t- their first-line center, I don't even... I can't even remember his name right now. Like, I don't even... It's... I, I like... Right now, as it is, the Bruins just didn't do enough to refill their holes. That that that's part my of problem. that though. Do you Pavel, feel like Pavel Zaka is their first line center? So yeah. Anyway, you were saying yes. A part. Of, do you feel like Bergeron would actually play for any other team? Because no. he's kind. Of... No, no, no. I th- I think it's coming down to him either retiring or resigning. I don't think he's looking at playing for another team. I don't think he'd even consider it. Like if if any other team's even reaching out to him, he's um, immediately ignoring their calls. Like he's not <laughs> even he's not even entertained. Like they could be giving him twenty million dollars, he would not entertain it. He wants to be a Bruin for life. Like that is Bergeron is what everyone thought Brady was going to essentially, be. Essentially, like, yeah. essentially, Brady left not because he necessarily wanted to. It's just because of how things ended up going with Bill Belichick and. It, it kind of spiraled out of control with Brady. With Bergeron, he's more of sticking around for the long haul. I don't think he's going to... If he leaves, it's because he's retired, not because he's signing with the other team. Mm-hmm. I, I I do have a couple other winners and losers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I This is not... This is a little bit of bias, but I have a reason behind it. I do, uh-huh. think, I do think the Rangers are a winner because of who they signed are all under a million dollar contracts. Uh, Blake hat, Wheeler. The background. The, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, Blake Wheeler. Jonathan Quick, Nick Bonino, Tyler Pitlick, all pieces that are going to be in our starting lineup on opening day, all signed for less than a million dollars. That is essentially what, what this team needed. We needed more depth because that was what we were lacking, and that's what we signed. And we didn't have to pay a whole lot for it. I did mention in my notes, though, that like the Bruins, how their season could become a win, the Rangers could become a loss. If they don't re-sign Alexi Lafreniere or Keandre Miller, then I do think the Rangers didn't quite do what they wanted to this offseason. So my my Bruins and Rangers takes kind of offset each other. Um, I do think... um, Yeah, I I, I do think that's just like... They they, they kind of offset each other here. Um... I, do, I I like the like the uh, NHL draft where the Maple Leafs absolutely tanked. Um, the Maple Leafs actually still continue to tank in the offseason. Um, and I predict they'll have another first round exit. They they'd signed some key guys. Yay. They didn't address their key need. They didn't they, they didn't address their lack of scoring in the playoffs when it mattered most. They didn't sign anyone to play to be tough when they needed to. They didn't sign anyone physical. They signed like other than Tyler Bertuzzi, who's probably the biggest piece that they signed. It, everyone else on that they did sign doesn't address what they need. And Tyler Bertuzzi can only be what they need if they play him right. But as it stands right now, he's going to be on their third line, not quite what Toronto needs him to be. Bas- I, and I, it's basically what I have. I did kind of have the Coyotes as a kind of mini winner. Uh, just just because the Coyotes did sign some random people that I'm like, oh hey, they're actually kind of good. Uh, oh, they my. signed Jason Zucker, Alex Kerfoot, and Nick Bukestad. Bro, they don't need kind of good. They uh, need generational down in Arizona. They do. They, <laughs> they need, need generational. 
Yeah, and they decided they didn't want to suck that bad. They decided they wanted to suck, just not suck enough. Um, Listen. When it comes to looking at who they signed, though, I think they actually did really well with who they signed and the contracts they're giving up. I don't think they are doing anything astronomical. That's fair. I mean, if that is the end of the segment, I think you guys did a good job there. I agree with most of it. I don't think the Rangers are correct. Um, I technically agree with Justin's take on the Bruins for different reasons, um, but mm-hmm. that's that's okay. Kyle, yes. you're scaring me. What the fuck is this mystery question? Oh, uh, you all are you're being dramatic. It you're is, being I am dramatic. not being dramatic. You're being dramatic. It's not going to be that bad. You're being As- okay. As many of you know, yesterday was our 4th of July celebration, our Independence oh, Day. Lord. So got that got me thinking. Uh-huh. Oh, and Stephen's birthday. Thank I'm you. sorry. I oh, can't yeah. forget. Yeah, the real also, important thing that happened yesterday. happy birthday to Andrew, whose birthday was on Monday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday yeah. Steve, whose birthday was yesterday. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, America. <laughs> um, I think it's funny oh. that, like, Andrew's birthday is when most of the fireworks actually take place for 4th of July <laughs> yes. as well. <laughs> um, but anyway, oh, it got me thinking since it was 4th of July, one of the big things that happens on 4th of July is our barbecues. So that got me wondering if you could pick any four athletes, past and present, to invite to your 4th of July barbecue, Oof. who would you invite and why? Oh, I, I got mine. I'm ready. All right, Steve, you'll start. Go All right. For it. First, I got Gronk. <laughs> yep. I just, he's fun. It's yep. a good time. I love it. Yep. Next, <laughs> I got Josh Gordon. <laughs> and if you know why, you know why. <laughs> Next, I mean, I might be going homebody here, but I got to throw Jules in there, Julian Edelman. Yeah, I mean, fair. He would be so much fun. Now, the last player, there are many options here, but I think just because he's really rich and would just bring just some weird expensive crap, let me just, uh, I'm going to go with Lionel Messi. Why? (laughs) I mean, granted, my family would disown me because he played for Argentina. But there's a slight chance that Salt Bay will be attached to the hip of this man and just bring just Wagyu steak that we can grill. And Messi is super rich. So he'll bring like, oh, I brought a small party gift. And it's like Lagavulin whiskey that's like 150 bucks a bottle. So in the world. All right, Justin, who are you inviting? All right. So I I couldn't tell if this was going to be an easy or a hard question. I got three names pretty much down. All right. Obvious one, Tom Brady. Um, I agree with Julian Edelman for Steven. Mm-hmm. This is one that other people probably wouldn't do, but I met him in person, and it was so fun. Um, Joe Andruzzi. And I would say for one more... I would say one... Per- I would either go Brad Marchand or Patrice Bergeron. All right. Yeah. Uh... If if it's Brad Marchand, I'm skipping your barbecue, Jason. No, you're not. <laughs> He's I'm a not secret invite that Kyle will know about. I'm I don't sure wanna... he gives you a lick on the ear. I was just gonna say I don't want to get licked. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, All that's right, straight Jake. cat coming oh, from Kyle doesn't like to get licked right. in the ear. Sure. Uh, Jake, I feel like up. Tom Brady is an obvious choice, so I'm not gonna go there. Mm. I am going to go with the two people I've been told that I look like. So we're going to go with Baker Mayfield <laughs> and Johnny Manziel. Those are the two. Uh, I dude. don't see Johnny Manziel at all. 
I okay, Johnny Manziel is the, like when I was when I was skinny when I was skinnier, my face kind of looked like Johnny Manziel. Um, I can see I can see the bearded version of him. That was like twenty pounds ago, but that's okay. Dude, Baker Mayfield's just gonna get drunk and be like, Colin Coward doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, yeah. he's right and you're right, so yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, Johnny's such a party animal too. That would be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, any athlete, past or present, damn. That's Any tough. athlete, past or present. You know what? Bring me Marshawn Lynch because I think that's a hilarious <laughs> time. Yo, that'd be sick. And honestly, you know what? I just want to stand next to Shaq. So bring me Shaq. Dude, <laughs> he could be your DJ for your party too. <laughs> that'd be sick. Actually, hold on a minute. I'm gonna send Shaq. Bring me Damian Lillard. I'll have him rap at the barbecue. Oh, 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 no, dude, Antonio Brown. He's the best no, rapper. Oh no. <laughs> God. All right. At least, All right, at least Dave is actually good at rap. Damn, Austin, <laughs> let's go. All right, Austin, uh, you're up. This was, uh, honestly, Kyle, this is a good question. Um, So, since it's 4th of July, give me uh, – I'm, I'm going All-American here. I'm going Michael Phelps. All right. Nice one. I'm going uh, Misty May Trainer and Carrie Walsh. Oh, okay. nice duo. That's iconic right there. Does that count as one or two? That's no, two. that counts as two. That counts as two. Oh, no. That's two. The last one. Um, it's hard. I'm trying to think about who I wanted, but... uh. Shaq. <laughs> yeah, you can take Shaq. No. Shaq's ja actually good for everybody. Ja. Definitely not good for <laughs> Um... Yeah, I, you know what? Just I'm just gonna stick with it. Uh, he's not American, but give me Usain Bolt. I feel like he just—he's different. He's awesome. That's fair. All right, yeah, sorry, I'm yeah, there you go. All right, Andrew. Um, get me uh, Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna bring in our newest American striker, uh, Valerian Balogun, because uh, I share a birthday with that man. Well, <laughs> um, that's fair. Why not? Um, I'm gonna bring in uh, Alex Morgan. Mm -hmm. Greatest American striker of all time on the women's side. And to top it all off, I'm going to bring in Landon Donovan. I just want to go Landon okay. Donovan okay. is a legend in America. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, so, Kyle. Kyle, great and, question. Thank you. Uh, Andrew, you stole one that I was going to do. I was going to take yep. Alex Morgan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm oh, still so funny. I'm Whoa, still taking Alex crush Morgan. I had on her when I was no, younger. I also uh, had a crush on her. I also did. But also, when uh, the USA World Cup had – when the USA World Cup had uh, – when the one, uh, USA won in 2019, I think, is when the last Women's World Cup was. When they won yeah, 2019. Yeah, they won back-to-back -back so uh, far. This is, they're going for a three-peat now. Alex Morgan looked like she knew how to party after yes. after they won. So I'm taking Alex Morgan to be able to bring the good vibes. I'm bringing this guy because I got to meet him when I was in eighth grade. Even though he played for the Red Sox, he was a super nice guy, and I'm so happy I got to meet him. I'm bringing Pedro Martinez uh, because he was just yep. such a nice guy. I just hope he doesn't throw me to the ground for being a Yankees fan. I was going to uh, guess you were going to say Ortiz. I did not get to meet her. Ortiz would be oh, fun, though, but ah. I'm not. I, I'm not bringing Big Poppy. Uh, I'm gonna bring my birthday twin, Kemba Walker. Uh, hey, Kemba. I'm Kemba. sorry I for him. Bring, I know, Kemba. Bringing Kemba, and then I'm gonna bring uh, my favorite New York Giant of all time, Victor Cruz. 
Okay. I thought you were going to say Eli. I've liked Victor Cruz. That's a good list. Good solid list, boys. Just bring Daniel Jones to your party and just ask him about his bolt cut. (laughs) Kyle, great question. (laughs) Thank you for that. As always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. As always, click that like button. Leave a comment. Let us know what we did well. Let us know what we didn't do well. Uh, Go follow us on all our socials, High School Backups on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And have a good day. Peace. Peace.